Those to whom no distant horizons beckon, for whom no challenges remain. Though they have inherited a universe, they possess only empty sand. Hello and welcome to episode 355 of Under the Cull of MS. This is a comics and M- MS health segment episode Tuesday normal. Uh, and that was a little silver surfer quote because we have a bunch more silver surfer to talk about mentioned it yesterday and we're going further on today and we are starting out with silver surfer number two now this would be the original silver surfer run from Marvel Comics from 1987. Now, I don't know. I assume this is... Oh, no, it's volume three. It looks like number two. August 1987. So this is the third volume of Silver Surfer out there. Which shows I am way behind. But this one just happens to be about Silver Surfer being done with his job. Let's see. See if this gives us anything. 500 million miles from Earth across the Milky Way. The constellation Cygnus. To the right, the gaseous, gas, gaseous bubbles of stars that burst 6,000 years ago, still burn across a million miles. To the left, the first black hole ever discovered by Earth revolves around its visible twin, spewing x-rays into the spherical void. And Silver Surfer says, I am home. This is where his planet is. It sounds like the star in his planet's atmosphere has 37 planets with their 93 moons. And his is the fourth planet. From Danae's is Zenla where Silver Surfer is from. And this is where Shalabal Silver Surfer's main squeeze, his love of his life at the time. (laughs) Uh, Is she kind of like became the the empress, the ambassador, the queen of their world after the Silver Surfer left. So she's busy taking care of all that stuff. And Silver Surfer's back, relieved from his duties with Galactus. And now wants to just settle down with his love. And some other characters happen to stop by along the way. And we get to see a variety of things that happen throughout this. This was an 
interesting issue to give me some more uh, back knowledge of his planet and his true love at the time. And I enjoyed it. It was a great run to follow up with from the stuff we read yesterday. And then this next one is in the same classified run. Uh, We're still going off the 1980s. Volume 3 of Silver Surfer. And this is Silver Surfer number 11 from Marvel Comics. And in this one, we get to deal with Nova. We get uh, this female Herald and Silver Surfer are both dealing with something together and separate because they're kind of like fighting over certain things and dealing with things along the way and learning some stuff and... It's like Silver Surfer's kind of giving her this other herald a few tips of the trade and teaching her some things along the way. And it's an interesting storyline. They have to do some little spy work and sneak into some places and become part of a another organization. group of characters that have their own plans with life itself and it's just it's interesting meeting this other herald and seeing what she can do what she does uh we find out that this herald is an earth herald so she's from our planet originally so that was a big plus but i know nothing about this character this is my first introduction to her so i'm hoping we get a little bit deeper in this storyline i get a few more comics based around that that herald i want to know what she's up to where she's going what she's got planned but <clears throat> other than that we got next up We have Silver Surfer, number 117. This is from June of 1996. I would assume that this would be volume 4. No, it's still volume 3. Well, this is number 117. You're telling me that... Well, I suppose. Yeah, that, that could make sense. It's just such a different look when you jump from issue 11 to 117 as far as story and cover wise we still this one we get a variety it's like silver surfer was split into like 12 pieces it's like on the other side of the known universe the silver surfer's cosmic essence has been split into 12 pieces and claimed by 12 alien beings creating a small armada of substitute surfers. 
This is their story. And it's awesome because we get like uh, Pillsbury Doughboy Surfer, Octopus Surfer, uh, looks like a Lizard, Iguana Style Surfer, there's a couple Human Being Style Surfers, a Robot Surfer, a Scorpion Looking Thing, a Wasp Looking Thing, it's like just a variety of characters, this was was a lot of fun, but we get to see how they get to deal with this big brain entity and all the trouble that's being caused and this big black surfer. And he's like a... He's still got that silver shine, but it's got that black essence mixed into it. He's a big, bulky badass. And he could do some major damage if you. But I'm guessing he's too stupid to know all his powers, too. And these characters are pretty much screwed because they don't know shit about their powers yet. They're all learning on their own fronts. And it's just interesting watching this battle take place and learning a little bit more about why there's these 12 different characters that took over some of the surfer's essence or all the serpent's essence from his body parts. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if he got blown to bits or what. He's got this cosmic powers. I wouldn't think something like that would happen to him. I don't know if he did this on purpose. Split himself up to offer himself up to other entities. I just really ain't sure how that worked and was he sold off and chopped up and sold off by baddies and without having one or two issues before this one it leaves me a little confused wondering what's all happening in this storyline but i definitely want more it was definitely enjoyable and then we checked out silver surfer black number one by marvel comics Now, this I thought I checked out before, but apparently I must not have, or I just don't completely don't remember it. But to save his planet, Norinrad surrendered his freedom to become Herald to the world-devouring Galactus, coated with Galactus Blaze, given a surfboard obeying his mental commands and granted the power cosmic. He now soars the universe as a shining sentinel of the spaceways. Silver Surfer. The galaxy was in chaos after Thanos, the Mad Titan, was killed. The cosmos' greatest warriors gathered to hear the reading of his last will and testament, only to be attacked by Thanos' Black Order. In the ensuing battle, the Black Order opened a black hole and cast several heroes, including the Silver Surfer, into the abyss. Now, drowning and unmoored in an endless void, the Surfer is lost. This is Black, part one of five. Now, I don't know if that means that this was just a five-issue run, or it was a longer run that the first five issues were that storyline. 
but yeah, we get to find out what's going on, why this happened, why he's in this void. We get to see other characters in this void. And it's an awesome trip throughout this, seeing what he's going through mentally and physically and how he deals with certain certain few larger entities along the way. And in the back of this first issue, we get an introduction to a character that happened to cause a bunch of things across the Marvel Universe at that moment. Uh, this would have been a great one for All Red to be part of, I think, because of the trippiness of this uh, storyline with him being tossed into this weird abyss. I would have liked to have seen it. Seen All Red have Mike All Red have part of it, uh, part of this, the artwork, but I really liked what they did. I mean, they did a great job. Uh, let's see, it looks like Trad Moore was the, took care of the art. And Dave Stewart was the colorist. Donnie Cates was did the story and script. I don't know who Trad Moore is. I don't remember ever hearing that name, but he, I love his work. I love what he did in here. Uh, I assume it's a he. But if you assume, then you're making an ass out of you and me. So, who knows? Trad could be a female name, but I just assume it's a male name, but yeah, I I want to read the rest of this storyline, but uh, I was very surprised. I have liked everything that <laughs> has been presented to me so far, Silver Surfer-wise. I did not expect to like it all, all of it as much. I figured I'd stick with the all-red line, and I am enjoying, really enjoying this new Silver Surfer Rebirth that we have, which is the next thing I'm going to talk about. I have number two with the X-Gwen cover, variant cover. But, again, it gives you the basis of the Surfer to start with on here. And now we get to see the Surfer having a little discussion with Thanos. Apparently something happened with some of the stones and Thanos is trying to get the surfer to understand what's going on and try and get the surfer to work with him in here. Again, I am happy with this storyline. We're getting a variety of interesting characters that we see throughout here. It, that people know probably from uh, other storylines. But I didn't know but a couple of them myself. Uh, I need to know more about Thanos, I guess. I, don't, I wasn't a fan of the character, but I need to know more about him if I'm going to enjoy the Silver Surfer. 
as much as I have been because I know Thanos is a big part of the surfer storyline. But there's a moment in here where Thanos snaps his fingers and things happen. But is that an ability that he normally has? I'm not sure. Uh, I thought he could only use those powers when he had the glove on with all the stones. Infinity stones. But hey, I could be wrong. He may be some finger snapping, uh, disco loving, <laughs> little purple freak. But I don't know. We'll see as storylines keep coming up and introducing us to more and more of what is happening with that character. And then our last comic that we will talk about today is Vampirella Dracula Unholy Issue 3, A Love Story. Uh, having completed the blood rite intended to rid her new husband of, Dracula, of the Dracula virus, Vampirella returns to America only to discover the shadow of the Vampire Lord continues to loom as Dracula asserts himself in assimilating his human host. Complicating matters even more is Vampirella's new mother-in-law, who engineers a confrontation between Vampy's new husband and the soulmate he left behind to marry her thus triggering the strangest love triangle in Vampirella's history. I mean, this has been a strange love story altogether from the beginning, but it's keeping my interest. I want to know where it's going to end up. I believe it's only like a five-issue run overall for four to six, I think. But, uh, yeah, this... Uh, Meeting this other lady and getting a little deeper into the Dracula storyline has been interesting in here. And we find uh, some other characters along the way. It looks like we might get into circus storyline coming up. <laughs> Following up this one, but... Uh, it's been quite the circus already. The way the story's been bounced all over the place. So we'll have to see where it ends up. But yeah, it's... If you want a little deeper dive into finding out about Dracula and finding out if that's who they are dealing with... <laughs> Uh, you'll have to read it yourself and find out. Sounds like Mr. Lemmy Kilmeister might have got stepped on <laughs> by Grandma. I heard a noise. <laughs> now someone's kissing someone else's butt right now. So it's just so hard to see them. They just got to sneak up behind you and get underneath your legs, underneath your feet. 
I don't understand. It's like, stay away from our feet. It's, like, it's the worst thing you can do. We're disabled or old or crippled. And we're going to end up crippling the cat if he keeps it up. But yeah. <laughs> That's it for the comics. And the end of the comic portion today. We're going to jump on over to the MS Health segment. And stuff like that. Uh, I guess right after this, I don't really have anything else laying up here that I can think of. Yeah, yeah, let's just go with that. And we'll make it a little bit shorter episode today. Maybe. (laughs) But we'll see what happens right after this. Alright, let's talk some health stuff. Let's talk about yoga. Bending, flexing, twisting. Make your body happy. Let's see. Do we really need to know the history of yoga? I don't think so. Do you have to ask a yoga practitioner to define yoga? No, I don't think so. I don't think we need to know that part of it. You can get <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on here. Sorry, I heard a bunch of things happening upstairs. But they talk about eight limbs of yoga are a structure of practice laid out by the second century sage Patanjali in his yoga sutras through progressive mastery of the limbs the practitioner is said to fill the fluctuations of mind and achieve a state of yoga or union also known as samadhi 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 at the top of the pyramid is also known as enlightenment dhyana Next up is known as meditation. Dharana is concentration. Pratyahara is sense withdrawal. Pranayama is breath control. Asana is physical postures. Nayamas is moral practices, order orderliness and generosity and yamas the bottom of the pole is moral restrictions contentedness and truthfulness the eight limb system is an integral and highly regarded part of yoga never heard of it before and i've been doing yoga most of my life some way shape and or form so I haven't heard of these people, heard of these methods, none of this. I don't know if this is something new. It does say these were developed in the early 20th century by Sri Taramalai Krishna Maharaya. Krishna Maharaya. Maharaya. Then three of his most well-known students further developed 
particular styles of yoga, each with something different and beneficial to order. Uh, BKS Lyangar is the creator of Lyangar Yoga. K. Batavi Joyce is the creator of Ashtanga Yoga. And TKV Deshikara is the creator of Vini Yoga. All names and yoga styles I never heard of again. It's uh, kind of weird. Uh, these are being mentioned like the basis of yoga and everything. But it says, yoga is a practice with a long history rooted in teaching. You the tools and foundation to empower yourself. And with accessibility from teachers to inform at its peak, anyone can start practicing yoga. Yeah, especially in the 70s and 80s and 90s and 21st century, where you got all the pervy yoga instructors that start the classes just so they can fool around with certain customers and do a bunch of nasty stuff that they shouldn't be doing. But uh, they say. Say that practicing yoga can help with body awareness, flexibility, strength, mobility, and balance. It also requires you to shift into a more relaxed state, which can help decrease stress, increase focus, and promote a stronger connection with yourself. There's a variety of, they talk about all the different yoga lineages, talking about the Iyengar, which is a combination of standing and seated postures with use of props. It's for those who want to focus on alignment and posture. Benefits are increased muscular power and range of motion. The Ashtanga is a set sequence of poses that are practiced in the same order with a strong emphasis on breath. For those who are prone to sedentariness, are looking for a fast-paced and physically challenging class. The benefits are stronger muscles and decreased stress. That class sounds like it would stress me out. The Jiva Mukti uh, is a set of sequ- is a set sequence that incorporates meditation, compassion, chanting, and deep listening. It's for those who want to incorporate spiritual elements and ancient teachings of yoga in their practice. Benefits are body awareness, learn Sanskrit, uh, relationship improvement and there's vini yoga a class that's focused on breathing and meditation have limited it's for those who have limited movement and want to work from the inside out benefits are relaxation body awareness and better posture there's hatha which is slower-paced classes with potentially physically demanding poses. 
it's for those who want a grounded style of yoga that focuses on standing poses and developing awareness. Benefits are it calms the body, mind, and spirit in preparation for meditation. There's vinyasa, which is more freeform than ashtanga, which possesses, possessed, determined, with possess, determined by instructor, with poses, determined by instructor. Oh my God. I can't read today. It's for those who want an athletic dynamic feel to their yoga. The benefits are it'll build lean muscle and light cardio. There's Bikram yoga, which that one I, I've heard of. Uh, 26 poses and two breathing techniques in the same order for 90 minutes. Practiced in a room heated to 105 degrees or 40 that's Fahrenheit or 40.6 degrees Celsius. It's for those who don't mind heat, extreme exertion, and enjoy a repetitive routine. It'll improve circulation and sweat out the toxins. So if you're an alcoholic or a druggie, it'd probably be a good thing for you to take that one and clean your body out after your little binges. Candelini, uh, a physical form of yoga that incorporates repeated movements, dynamic breathing, mantras, chanting, and meditation. It's for those who are looking for a spiritual and physical practice. The benefits are it rectifies channels, awakens the energy at the base of the spine. There's yin. A slow-paced style in which poses are held for three to five minutes. It's for those who want to slow down, are living with chronic pain, stress, or tight muscles. Benefits are it releases tension, restores range of motion to muscles and connective tissue, regenerate, rejuvenate. Then there's restorative yoga. Uh... It's very gentle and poses will be held for 10 minutes or more. May use plenty of props, blankets, bolsters, and straps. Probably chairs or something to grab onto if you have balance issues like me. It's for those who are living in chronic pain or anyone who feels stressed. The benefits are it calms the nervous system. You can try that out. Some basic moves. You got your downward facing dog. These are some basic yoga moves that you can work on yourself if you want. Come on to your hands and knees. Straighten your arms and relax your upper back between the shoulder blades. Keeping your knees bent, lighten your... uh, Lengthen your knees and lift your hips high. Your aim here is to form the shape of an upside-down V. If you have the flexibility in your hamstring muscles, straighten your legs and let your heels drop down towards the floor while maintaining the length in your spine. I don't think you want your heels to fully touch the floor. I think it just stretches the lower you get. 
Uh, if you notice your spine to start to curve as you strengthen your legs, bend your knees enough so that you can keep the spine long and straight. Hold for five breaths. Then there's Cobra. These are all moves, moves that I use in DDP yoga. Lie on your stomach with your legs straight. Firm up the muscles in your legs and have your feet hip hip width this hip width apart and your toes pointed behind you. Push down through your pelvic point boin. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot. I'm all over the place today. Through your pubic bone to avoid collapsing into the lower portion of the spine. Place your weight onto your forearms as you lift your chest away from the ground. Make sure that your neck is long as you look straight ahead. And hold that for five breaths. Warrior one, which they do this one different than we do the warrior in DDP yoga. But stand up straight and step your right foot back. Keep your front foot pointed straight forward and position your back foot at approximately a 45 degree angle. Position your feet hip width apart so you're able to square your hips to the front of the mat. Bend into your front knee. Make sure your knee is directly above your ankle or behind it. Keep your back leg strong. Raise your arms up straight above your head and relax your shoulders. Hold hold for five breaths before switching to the other side. And we got warrior two, which this is like the way we do it. Stand up straight, step your right foot back, keep your front foot pointed straight forward, position your back foot at a le- little less than a 90 degree angle. Align your front foot with the arch of your back foot, and you never want to be in a position where you're in pain. If you're in pain, bring it back a little bit. Get more comfortable with it. You can always work your way up to the positions the way they want them done as your body builds muscle and loosens up. Have your hips turned towards the side of the mat. Bend your front knee so your knee is directly above your ankle or behind it, ensuring the kneecap is tracking over the middle toe. Keep your back leg strong. Raise your arms up parallel with the ground. Relax your shoulders. Hold for five breaths before coming to the other side. A lot of these things may require two different sides going both ways. So you're not just working one side. Tree pose. Stand up straight. Shift your weight onto the left foot, keeping the inner part of your left foot firmly on the ground, and bend your right knee. This is hard for me to do with my left foot since that's my deformed foot. Draw your right foot up and place your sole against your inner left thigh, inner calf muscle, or inner ankle with your toes touching the floor. Place your hands on the top rim of your pelvis to make sure that it's parallel to the floor. 
Lengthen your tailbone towards the floor. Firmly press the sole of the right foot against the inner thigh, calf, or ankle, and resist with the outer left leg. Sorry, there's someone throwing strawberries for my cat. They don't realize if you just put one on the ground and play with it instead of throwing them all downstairs, then the cat would play with it in the kitchen, bounce it off the walls. (laughs) Okay, lengthen your tailbone towards the floor. Then firmly press the sole of the right foot against the inner thigh, calf, or ankle, and resist with the outer left leg. Raise your arms straight above your head. Ensure that you keep your shoulders relaxed. Hold for five breaths before changing to the other side. This one, I got to have a wall or a chair to even attempt it. Because with my deformed foot and my balance issues, it's too hard to do it without. There's a seated forward fold. Sit on the ground with your legs straight out in front of you. If you have tight hamstrings, bend your knees. Keep your feet flexed with your toes pointing towards the ceiling. Sit up tall, lengthening through your spine. Leading with your chest, keep your spine long as you fold forward. Place your hands in a comfortable position on your legs and hold for five breaths. Then we have the bridge pose. Lie on your back, bend both knees, and position your feet hip-width apart with your knees stacked over your ankles. Place your arms on either side of your body with the palms of your hands turned down to the ground. Spread your fingers wide. Lengthen the skin of your tailbone towards the front of your mat. Lift your hips up and hold the pose for five breaths. There's the supine twist. Where you lie on your back. Hold both knees in towards yourself with your feet off the ground. Place your arms in a T position with the palms of your hands turned up towards the ceiling. Let both knees drop down towards the right side of your mat. Keep your gaze looking forward towards the ceiling or turn to face the opposite direction of your knees and hold for five breaths before coming to the other side. I say turn your head the opposite of your knees. It's just such a better stretch. Uh, That's one of my favorite stretches doing that or the single leg bend and stretch with the other one straight. Then we have cat cow. Which you get on your hands and knees. Your wrists should be underneath your shoulders and your knees underneath your hips. Balance your weight evenly on all fours. Inhale and look up, letting your stomach point down towards the mat. Then exhale and tuck your chin into your chest, curving your spine up towards the ceiling. Be aware of your body and your breath as you repeat these movements and continue this fluid movement for five breaths. 
So yeah, you're getting your breathing exercises and your yoga all together and you can mix them in. They have breathing exercises or pranayama, which the ujjayi technique, you breathe in and out through your nose, breathe in for four counts and breathe out for four counts. Complete four rounds of this on your fifth breath. Slowly breathe in through your mouth as if you were sipping through a straw, but with your mouth closed. As you breathe out, see if you can slowly exhale as if you were steaming up a mirror, but with your mouth closed. Continue this breathing all the way through your yoga practice. If you want to try the Nadi Shadhanam technique, find a comfortable seat on the ground or on a chair. You can also be standing still or lying down. Close your eyes and take a couple of deep breaths in and out through your nose. Using your thumb on your right hand, close your right nostril. Inhale through your left nostril for five counts, then remove your thumb using a different finger on your right hand. Close your left nostril and exhale through your right nostril for five counts. Now switch, inhaling through your right nostril for five counts and exhaling through your left. Repeat for three to nine rounds. There's a Viloma technique where you lie down or sit comfortably. Place one hand on your belly and the other hand on your heart. Close your eyes. Take a couple deep breaths in and out through your nose. On your next inhalation, sip in a third of a breath through your lips, like you're drinking from a straw, into your belly and pause for a moment. Sip a third more into your side ribs and pause for another moment. Sip a third final, a final third of your breath into your chest. Exhale slowly through your nose and repeat this for three to nine rounds. But uh, you could use any of those as a start to some mindfulness meditation too. That would probably work out pretty decent. Then speaking of mindfulness and meditation exercises, there's two simple elements that define mindfulness. Becoming aware of the physical sensations in your body and noticing these sensations without judgment. <clears throat> Excuse me. Here's a my mindful meditation practice that you can do at home, a technique that you can try at home if you want. Find a comfortable seat or lie or sit, stand or kneel, however you want to be positioned, however you're most comfortable. Set a timer for how long you'd like to meditate for, somewhere between 5 to 10 minutes, or just use your body's own self-timer, that's what I do. Close your eyes, notice the sounds around you, listen as they come and go.
bring your awareness to your physical body. Can you notice the temperature of your skin? Can you notice what's, what's touching your skin? Focus the awareness from your head and move down to your feet. Which parts of your body are harder to notice? Which parts of your body are easier to notice? Bring your awareness to your breath. Notice the cool air as you breathe in and the warm air as you breathe out. Start to count your breath. Inhale on one and exhale on two. Continue counting all the way up to 10 and repeat until the end of your meditation. And that's pretty basic way to get yourself started with the meditation, but there's many other ways. I like my form, doing the five mouth breathings, and then working to the nose and just focusing on the breath, not doing any counting or anything like that, and going through all the body parts and breathe in the healing aspects, breathe out the bad stuff, the negative. Uh, should you take a class or practice at home? I mean, that's your choice. Do you want to be around a bunch of people? you want to spend money? Or you want to just practice? I mean, this is something free. And if you want to have some other people, you could always get like two or three, one, two or three other friends and just do some Amazon Prime yoga things or order the DDP yoga uh, app and you guys can do it all live with other people right from your own home. And there's lots of stuff that you can do neighborhood yoga studios, gyms and athletic clubs, integrative health practices like physical therapy offices, chiropractor offices, uh, workplace or corporate yoga, online yoga programs and websites, private yoga instructors, watch out, a lot of them are perbs. <laughs> it's just my opinion. I know what they did back in the day. Uh, seasonal donation-based outdoor yoga events. You can say that they don't have that perviness crap going on nowadays, but a really good mixed martial artist is probably facing a huge prison time, prison sentence for going off and shooting at a child rapist that happened to be watching his four-year-old daughter and apparently molested her over four over a hundred times and many other kids in the environment and this poor bastard Kane is went after the guy stupidly with a gun because he's a badass in the mixed martial arts world he could just choke the little prick out but that's too easy on the guy he should have tortured him over and over every month for the rest of his life he just beat his ass to the ground but instead he went after him with a gun shot fired and apparently hit the kid the guy's dad instead but I mean, the guy's dad did raise the little prick so he's at fault too in my opinion but yeah, 
That's, you can't blame the guy, but I don't know how I got into that. I just that's something new that's been that happened recently. It's been bugging me. So, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, we were talking about the solo yoga instructors, the private classes, the private private bourbon classes. But yeah, uh. I don't know if we really need to get into what to expect and stuff. If you're a newcomer to yoga, it'd be idea to take a few classes before starting at home. A teacher can help make sure you're not doing yoga incorrectly and building bad form because bad form is just going to end up ruining your body in the long run. Uh, once you feel comfortable, you can then transition to working at home if you want. Uh now that you know what style you enjoy, commit to regular practice, a yoga studio membership, online subscription, or even making regular yoga dates with a friend will help aim to practice three times a week. And DDP Yoga is awesome. I want to get the app so bad. I need to get a damn smartphone so I can. But they have everything. It's like I got a friend who's in the 500-pound marks five to six hundred pound marks and he's doing the seated yoga right now there's bed yoga there's uh children's yoga there's so many different types of forms there's advanced intermediate beginner courses of all different types of levels you can become a yoga instructor through the program and there's just so much stuff you can do with the ddp yoga just go to ddpy or ddpyoga.com and you'll find everything you need right there but i am running out of time i had more to talk about but i guess i will have to talk about it tomorrow uh but hopefully you'll look into yoga and meditation it's something for a more that works better for bodies that have have limited mobility you can design make it your own way and that's the way to do it so be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Check out Crimson Cull Comic Club. Check out Honored Cull. Keep following Honored Cull of MS. Keep the monster at bay. Rate, review, tell a friend, and we'll get back to you sometime soon.